Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it easy and fun. You're invited to sign up to my free gift, Three Easy Steps to Weight Loss for Busy Mums. And if you'd like some help taking the first steps to weight loss with healthy eating, you can find out more about Dr. Orlina's two-week healthy reboot or chat to me about private coaching. For more information, check out my website, drorlina.com. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A.com. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. I cannot believe it is a week from Christmas. Here in Spain, Christmas has this habit of just creeping up on you unexpectedly. I think it's partly because the weather stays a little bit warm and sunny and we don't put out decorations so much. And suddenly I turn around and go, oh, wow, Christmas is in a week and there's only three days of school left. Oh, help. So here we are a week away from Christmas. Today, I want to talk to you about healthy eating and how you can make changes to your life. And by you, I mean you, who is looking after a family, looking after kids, cooking for other people. How can you change the way that you eat in such a way that you don't have to have this giant upheaval and upset everybody? And I have been through this myself, so I will tell you a little bit about some of the tricks that I have used. But I want to talk to you about the people who have been through my two-week reboot. So if you haven't heard about my two-week reboot, a few weeks ago, I launched Dr. Orlina's Healthy Reboot. And I'm super excited about this product because this is the product that I am going to be focusing on in 2020. And it's a really simple concept on one level and not so easy on another. So the simple concept is this. If you think about where you are now, and let's presume that that's not eating in a way that is particularly healthy, not really looking after yourself and thinking, okay, where do I want to get to? I want to get to leading an amazing life. I want to be fit and fabulous and eat healthily and really look after myself. And that is some time in the future. And you don't get there just by waking up tomorrow and going, haha, I'm here, because clearly that's not the case. You have to put in some work and change your habits and do all manner of exciting and enjoyable things. So how do you actually do that? Well, my step one that I have found is really helpful for a lot of people is to do a two-week reboot. So what is a two-week reboot? Well, it's really simple. You eat healthily, 
quite strictly for just two weeks. And why two weeks? Because it is doable, because you can, because for two weeks you can go, okay, I can do this. And what do you do? You cut out refined carbohydrates and sugar, including alcohol and fizzy drinks and sugar in your coffee. And you focus on healthy eating. So lots of vegetables, lots of variety, good oils, extra virgin olive oil, a little bit of protein. And you do that for two weeks. And you know what? You may do it perfectly for two weeks and you may not do it perfectly for two weeks. It doesn't really matter. And after two weeks, you'll probably want to make some changes because you want it to be livable. You want to get the balance right. And so it's not about, okay, I'm going to do this for two weeks and carry on doing it because that's where we fall over. And that's where we go, okay, this is too much. I can't do it. But for two weeks, you can make changes. So that's the idea behind my Dr. Orlina's reboot. So on one level, super easy. On another level, there's this big question of, okay, so how do I actually do this? What are the actual recipes that I am going to give my family? How do I take what we already have? And let's face it, the vast majority of people have a carbohydrate heavy way of eating. And this is often part of our society. So how do we take that and twist it? So that's what we're going to explore today. And there's lots of different things that you can do. And it's about finding what works for you. So I am going to talk about some of the issues that have come up for the people who are doing Dr. Orlina's Healthy Reboot. And this main issue has been, okay, what do I actually do? How do I actually do it? So let's dive in and get into the nitty gritty. So one of the big questions I have is dinner time. How can I create a dinner that works for everybody. So the lady I was talking to in particular about this issue is from an Indian culture. So she would be eating curry and sauce with either rice or roti. And both rice and roti are made from refined carbohydrates. So if you think about white rice now, although it isn't a powder, it has been refined in that it has taken off the husk and it has been refined and it will spike your glucose levels. Now, if you haven't heard me talk about glucose levels, glucose levels are one of the really integral parts of what is the problem with our eating and why we want to do this two-week reboot to cut out refined sugars and carbohydrates is so that we can reduce our glucose levels and thereby reduce our insulin levels. So we want to cut out things that are going to really spike our sugar levels. So what can we do? Well, actually, Indian cuisine, if you take away the rice and the roti, the Indian cuisine is normally super healthy. Lots of vegetarian curries with lots of different variety. So on one level, it's really easy. Just don't eat the rice or the roti and think that carbohydrates, sorry, vegetables are made up of carbohydrates. So you are still getting carbohydrates. I think we have one of these mindsets and I definitely used to have this mindset that I would think about food and think about the different macronutrients so protein fats and carbohydrates and I always used to think oh I have to serve some carbohydrates with my meals and by that I meant white carbohydrates rice pasta bread you name it there's lots of them but here's the thing vegetables are carbohydrates too they're just wrapped up in more fiber So they don't release that glucose as quickly. So if you're eating lots of vegetables, you are eating lots of carbohydrates. And once we get our mind around that, then we can go, oh, I am eating lots of carbohydrates. I'm giving my body energy. So you can just simply not eat the rice and not eat the roti. 
Another trick is to add in some protein or fat because you do want some protein and some fat. So nuts, cheese, meat are all good things to add into your vegetable curry if you eat meat. And particularly fats will give you a feeling of satiety. That's that feeling full upness. And I think this is a really important feeling to have because when we feel dissatisfied after a meal, that's when we're going to go back and start picking and thinking about, oh my goodness, I just want something else to sort of fill that hole. My favorite fat is extra virgin olive oil. And if you haven't listened to the podcast that I did on extra virgin olive oil, go and have a listen to it. But it is full of super goodies that are good for us. But one of the things that really all fats do is this idea of helping you feel full up. So I love to have salad for lunch. But if I eat salad, just a few lettuce leaves, I don't feel particularly full up and satisfied afterwards. If I have salad with a lovely dressing and I'm no longer using my dressing cautiously, I'm making a reasonable amount of salad dressing and adding it to my salad, I find that I feel far more satisfied after that meal. And it's the fat within it that is making you feel full up. Fat also doesn't increase your insulin levels in the same way that carbohydrates, particularly refined carbohydrates, will. Now, another tip is to think of alternatives. So rice and roti, you could have something like cauliflower rice or legumes are a really good addition. And they fill that whiteness but they're still not refined carbohydrates. So cauliflower rice is super easy to make. Take a cauliflower. I would suggest taking half a cauliflower unless you're feeding the 5,000 and just simply whiz it up. I use a Maggi mix, whatever food processor you have. Spread it out on a baking tray. Add some herbs, some spices. I like to put a little bit of cumin, but whatever your taste buds like. And some olive oil, a bit of lemon juice if you want. And put it in the oven for 10 to 15 minutes. Turn it over halfway through. But it's super easy, just super, super simple. My children, I have to confess, don't like cauliflower rice. They are beginning to like cauliflower in different ways, but not in rice form. So often when I do this, I will present them with some rice and me with cauliflower rice because I love it. And cannellini beans or all legumes are another really good alternative to refined glucose spiking carbohydrates. So cannellini beans will make a really good mash. So you can have, if you want a nice comfort food, sausage and mash, you can have cannellini beans and just mash them up. And the great thing about legumes is they're really easy to buy in tins or jars already cooked. Now you can soak them and cook them. And I do a, a bit of both. I love legumes now. They are full of fiber and they're full of protein. My favorite at the moment is black beans, and I take some black beans, soak them overnight, cook them in the slow cooker. Here in Spain, we don't have the variety of cooked things that you have in different places. So in the UK, there will be aisles and aisles of cooked legumes, but not here. So I have to soak some of them. But it is super easy. You just need to think about it a little bit in advance. So really good alternatives to white carbohydrates are things like cauliflower rice and legumes. So those are some ideas that you can change with dinner. You can, one, just not eat the rice. And we're going to talk about the mindset of that at the end of the podcast. You can add in some protein and some fat, nuts, cheese, meat, are all good bits. And you can think of alternatives. So cannellini beans, legumes, cauliflower. Now, another issue that came up was drinking coffee with sugar in it. And... What can you do 
instead of drinking coffee with sugar in it. Now, the sugar in coffee is going to spike your glucose levels. And it's what people used to call, or sometimes do call, empty calories. It's this idea that you are having calories, but you're not getting any nutritional value. There are lots of things that you can do instead of putting sugar in your coffee. Now, first of all, I would say honey is not an alternative. Honey is another sugar which will spike your glucose levels. But you can add different flavors. So things like cinnamon, cardamom, even peppermint oil. I've heard that Starbucks does peppermint oil flavored coffee. It sounds delicious. I've personally never tried it. I will try it over Christmas and let you know. So you can add a flavor like that. You can add another fat. Again, a fat is going to give you that feeling of being full up. So something like full fat milk or coconut milk, but it's not going to spike your glucose levels. You can just simply cut out the sugar. And after two weeks, if you do the reboot, then you probably won't notice. So one good reason to do make changes over two weeks is that two weeks is about the time it takes for our taste buds to regenerate. And if you are constantly using sugar, your taste buds are seeking sugar, that flavor. I personally recommend that you don't use an artificial sweetener as well, because I believe that it tricks our body into wanting that sweet flavor. I recently had a friend stay, and he's a doctor, and we had this disagreement about this. He likes artificial sweeteners, and he uses artificial sweeteners. And his argument was, well, I just use these artificial sweeteners, so it doesn't make any difference to the amount of calories that I'm consuming. However, I did notice that when he kindly came to cook for us and he cooked some red cabbage. Now, I would normally just cook some red cabbage, put some olive oil on it, throw it in the oven. And to me, the flavor for that is perfectly fine. My taste buds don't think, oh my goodness, this tastes really bland. I need something else. But he needed to add more. So he cooked what I would call a red cabbage, a traditional red cabbage dish with vinegar and apples and sugar and he put so much sugar in and I said to him at the time oh my goodness you are giving me palpitations I promise you that you are using more sugar in that red cabbage dish than I would normally put in a cake now I when I make cakes I use very little sugar I do use a little bit of sugar just to give it a sweeter taste but I don't use as much sugar as traditional cakes would use my point is that although he said it's just an artificial sweetener his taste buds needed that flavor. And he felt that that meal, that red cabbage was really, really tasty. For me, it was overpowering. It was too sweet and too vinegary. And my taste buds were overpowered by the amount of flavor in it. And I personally prefer just plain red cabbage. And I'll put some um, extra virgin olive oil on it afterwards to just bring out that flavor, which is delicious. So you can just cut out the sugar. If you're going to do that, to begin with, you will find it difficult, but after a few weeks, you will be just find it normal. You won't think, oh my goodness, where is my sugar? Now, another thing that you can do is eat something. So instead of having a cup of coffee with sugar in it, you could eat an apple or some nuts. Now, if you eat an apple or some nuts, you are eating calories, but I personally would prefer you to get your calories wrapped up in an apple than in a teaspoon in a cup of coffee. So it depends how many cups of coffee you have. You don't need to be eating three or four apples a day. You'll probably find that's quite a lot. But it's this idea of why am I having this drink right now? 
is it because I actually need that energy or is it because something else is going on and I am either hungry or I want to give myself a reward or I'm looking to relieve some stress? And the reality is, if we think about, oh, it's because I need some energy, actually our bodies are really good at storing energy and they're good at releasing energy when we allow them to release energy. It's just that quite often we step in before and eat something and don't give our bodies a chance to release that energy. And part of this is, an, is a mind game that we play with ourselves because we think we need energy. And so we have this drive to eat energy when really and truly, if we just sit with it, our body will go, ah, there's nothing coming. I'd better go and find some energy myself. Okay, another few ideas are infusions, things like peppermint tea. You can either get them in a bag. So I like one called Relax. There's another one that we have here called Deja's Deef, but there are lots of different types of tea that you can have. So some of them contain caffeine. Green tea contains caffeine. Something like Roibosch tea doesn't contain caffeine, and you can go for what you want. What you don't want to be doing is adding a different sugar to that. So you don't want to be adding honey to them. Just have them as they are. Another drink that I really like in the winter is cocoa. Now, I'm not talking hot chocolate with sugar in it. I'm talking just 100% cocoa powder with a splash of milk and no added sugar. And if you think of it as a replacement to coffee, which has a bitter taste, then you'll enjoy it. If you think of it as, oh, this is hot chocolate without the sugar in it, I suspect that you won't enjoy it quite so much because it doesn't hit that sweet flavours. But here are those are some ideas for you to replace your sugar in your tea or coffee if that's what you're used to. If you just try and deprive yourself, if you're used to sitting down at 11 o'clock and go up, oh, I'm not going to have anything, unless you distract yourself, you're going to find problems. So here are the list of things. Eat something instead, simply cut out the sugar, add a flavor such as cinnamon, cardamom, peppermint oil, add a fat such as milk, coconut milk, go for an infusion or have something like cocoa, but without any sugar. Now, another big issue that people face when they think about cutting out refined carbohydrates and sugar is desserts. How can we possibly deprive ourselves of desserts and our family of desserts? And there are different ways of thinking about this. Now, desserts don't have to be full of sugar. Now, remember, in your two-week reboot, if you're doing the reboot, then you do need to cut out sugar. But once you get beyond the reboot, you can actually think of desserts that have a little bit of sugar in them. Now, I love fruit. I'm constantly cooking up fruit. And of course, fruit has naturally occurring sugar in it, but you often find that you don't need to add extra sugar to it. So one of my favorite things is just baked fruit and have some fat with it, such as yogurt or cream. Mascarpone is a beautiful creamy cheese that comes from Italy. And it really gives you that, oh, treat feeling. This is something that we don't eat every single day. Chia dessert. In the recipe service that I do, My Kitchen Miracles, which is a monthly service, I make sure I include a chia dessert every single month because chia is so versatile. Chia is full of fiber and you just soak it and it's so easy to make it into dessert or you can have it for breakfast if you want. But you can add different flavors. You can add cinnamon, vanilla, lemon rind and just make it what you want, chocolate if you want to. And that's the reason why I add one every single month because I want to show people how amazingly versatile chia is. So you can go for healthy desserts. Now, if you are going to have dessert, 
in your meal, I suggest that you leave space for your dessert. What you don't want to do is fill yourself up on main course and then move on to dessert. So if you're having dessert, you should still be hungry or feel, hmm, I'm not satisfied before you go on and have dessert. But you know what? You don't have to have dessert every single day and nor does your family. We have dessert at weekends. So Friday and Saturday is our dessert time. We used to have dessert every single day. And I got fed up of my children basically saving themselves for dessert, which essentially meant they didn't eat any of their main course. They just wanted dessert. And I just went, okay, well, we will just have dessert on Friday and Saturday. This was a long, long time ago. And I thought that there would be all manner of complaining, but actually they got used to it really quickly. I just made that decision and there was no option. Here is your main course. There is no dessert. Eat it or don't eat it, but you're not getting dessert And now we have dessert on Friday and Saturday. Often I have a healthy dessert for one day and perhaps a not so healthy dessert another day. So think about your desserts. You don't have to deprive yourself of desserts, but you don't want to be getting lots and lots of sugar in your desserts. Okay, so those are some ideas that will help you with creating foods that are tasty and healthy and that really support your idea of healthy eating or weight loss, whichever it is that you want to do. Now, I just want to make a few mindset ideas as well. So how are you going to feel when you serve a meal and everybody else is eating rice and you're not eating rice? You've either got something else or you're going without rice. And most people in that situation will say, they feel deprived. I'm going to feel like I am missing out on something that other people are enjoying. And I think at this stage, it's really useful to take a step back and to rethink why you are making changes and to have a think about what is your goal and why you want to achieve that and what that eating is going to change. So let me explain. If you are thinking, goodness, I am, I want to avoid getting pre-diabetes. And I know that if I eat lots of carbohydrates, my insulin levels go up and I start to get on those pre-diabetes levels. And you know that carbohydrates are doing that to you. So then you can think about that carbohydrate and think, okay, so on one level, it is just some rice. But on another level, I know what it's doing inside my body. It is pushing up my insulin levels and taking me a step closer to that pre-diabetes. Or if you're trying to lose weight, it's pushing up my insulin levels and it's not giving my body a chance to use its own internal fat stores, which is what you need to do if you want to lose weight. And when you start seeing these bits of eating as how they affect our body and that they aren't just something nice right in the moment, but they have longer term consequences then you will start to see things in a different way. And you will start to realize that actually you can sit there and watch other people and go, okay, I'm doing this because I really value my body and I love myself and I want to make these changes so that I can be healthy. And you have to think about that in a way that works for you. So those are just some thoughts that I'm giving you, but it's about reframing it in a way that helps you see it in a different way. So that you're not coming from a place of I'm depriving myself, but I'm coming from a place of I'm loving myself and looking after myself. Now, another thing that I think is really important to do is to celebrate the small wins. As humans, we have this way of looking at the world. We 
set ourselves up for two weeks and go, right, I'm going to do this for two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, I'm going to forget about all the good things I've done. And I'm going to focus on the one time that I put coffee in my sugar or whatever it was. I might have had three days, three times a week, sorry, three times a day when I didn't have coffee in my sugar, but I'm going to focus on the one failure that I had. And that's the wrong way around. We need to celebrate every single win on this path. So your path to success is going to be full of little wins and little failures. And we have to expect both of them. That's just normal. That's just the way it is. If you want to get from here to there, you take a step forwards, a step forwards, a step forwards, a step back, a step forwards. And that's just normal. What we don't want to do is make that failure feel like, oh my goodness, that means I need to give up. And one way to counterbalance that is to celebrate every single win. So every single time you do something good, like have an alternative to coffee with sugar in it, you celebrate yourself, you pat yourself on the back and give yourself a peanut, as my dad would say. But it's that celebrating that small win. I did this amazing thing today and I did another amazing thing and I did another amazing thing and this thing didn't work out. And when you have that failure, instead of going, oh my goodness, it's a failure, look at it with curiosity and think, okay, so that didn't work out so well. And I had set myself this goal to do this. So why did I trip up? Why did I have coffee with sugar in it? Was it because I was feeling really stressed? I had a really busy morning and everything just was overwhelming me and I felt stressed. And in order to relieve that feeling of stress, I had a cup of coffee with sugar in it. And once you can get that idea of curiosity, you can take steps to change it. So there you go. A few mindset tips for you. One, Don't think about depriving yourself. Think about the good things that you're doing for yourself. And two, expect a number of failures on the way to success, but celebrate every single small success you have. So there you go, my friends. I hope that was helpful and I hope it helps you see how making changes can be easy and fun. And when you have your eyes open, you don't trip up so much. If you anticipate those failures, then you just brush yourself off and move forwards. So if you're thinking of making big changes in 2020 and thinking this time next year, I want my life to be amazing. I want to be fit and fabulous and eating healthily and loving my life. I invite you to think about doing Dr. Lena's Healthy Reboot. It is step one. And you can sign up now if you want to, to get going in January. I don't expect people to be doing healthy reboot over the Christmas holidays although if you want to you're obviously welcome to but you can sign up now Christmas present to yourself and get started in January okay my friends see you next week bye-bye you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for my free gift, Free Easy Steps to Weight Loss for Busy Mums, or find out more about my reboot and coaching at drorlina.com. D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A.com. Until next time, bye-bye.